All right, Mark, we've been waiting for this one for a while. Let's see what she's got. Buckle up. You are listening to Musicians and Beyond with Lahorn and Sarabian, where we bring in the backstage info on the life lyrics and the long journeys of the music industry. Mark, we had a make-do with the Hill Street Studios because we had a miscommunication with the other studios, but not a bad place. We no. got, you know, platinum it, albums, it, it, hand-drawn Rolling Stones tongues. We're doing all right. We're in, we're in a nice spot, and it worked out. You know, when, when certain things um, hit you, you got to pivot. Here we are. It worked. Um, I think we're in a great spot, and I think it's going to be a wonderful conversation today. Yeah, we're going to be talking with Fallon Schultz, who is the girlfriend of one of our previous guests, Michael Pace, and he was he was great to have on, but I'll tell you, you've been talking about Fallon Schultz for a while, and you have a lot of confidence in the path that she's on right now. Yeah, you know, I, I once I heard her sing, I, the duet that they did was fantastic, and a couple I've heard a couple of other songs. I really think she's one of the most talented young people coming out of Nashville, and I think we're going to see a lot of really good things happen for yeah, her. I think you're right. That's not the song that you wanted to dance with me to you, was it? There's so many. I wanted, so I, many. I mean, uh, listen, if a song plays, I want to dance with you. Uh, I know. Mark, let's forget the bullshit. Let's get Fallon Schultz, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, we can't. We can't get Fallon Schultz? Not yet. we got to talk about something. Oh, let's talk. So two things. One, uh, you're going to have uh, a weekend off without me. I'm leaving for Tampa Bay. But the good news is I heard today that Hank Jr. Productions is going to be down in the Tampa area while I am down for a hockey tournament. He is bringing Kirsty Krause, one of our past guests, down to Land a Lake, Florida, right above Tampa. And she's going to be doing a, a little show down there with a couple people. I think I'm going to try and stop in and see you. It wow. Just, just saw him post it today. Now, you had me in the dark on this. I, mean, I just literally learned about it just a short time ago. Actually, wow. when I was driving over here. Maybe earlier. Might have been a little earlier. All right. I like but, it. That's great. Uh, let's also talk. You know, I, I saw something on social media this week, and uh, our friend Pat Badger uh, posted something about a loss, and, and he's feeling the loss, and um, it's someone that you uh, you know, and um, we had talked about trying to get on the show. Yeah. And- yeah, Ducky Carlisle was a uh, producer and a musician, a friend of mine through Blue and Pat Badger, yeah. and I was lucky enough to uh, spend a lot of time in his recording studio, and uh, he even got me on a couple of Pat's albums doing some little behind-the-scenes things, so yeah, you know. it was nice, and hell of a guy, a lot yeah. of fun, and uh, he's going to be missing the music community. Yeah, I, I felt for Pat, you could you could hear it in his words as he, he put him across um, the social media profiles, and uh, it's a profound loss for him, and, and a really, really good man, a good friend, and yeah. for you guys. Uh, Three-time I, Grammy winner. Well, I did not know that. Yeah, three. I held one. It was covered with dust, but I held one. That's I do remember the story. Now yeah, that you say I have that. a picture to prove it. <laughs> I remember the story. <laughs> so yeah, that's a it's a tough loss, and I it, feel for Pat. And it, so Pat, our thoughts go out to you and uh, Ducky's family, and absolutely um, to absolutely. all his friends. Yeah, yeah, he was a, he was a great guy. So now today again, let's bring on the one and only Miss Fallon, Fallon Schultz. Schultz. Hello there, Fallon. Thank you for accommodating us through our uh, yeah. We just had to make a last minute big, problem. Big shift. Big shift. Yeah, no problem at all. Whatever you guys need, happy to adjust accordingly. Thanks awesome. for having me on. Yeah, this is so great that you came on. You've been very busy lately, uh, all around the United States, especially Nashville, making a good name for yourself. Tell us what's been going on with your life. 
Gosh, so much. Um, everywhere and all over all the time. Um, you know, just trying to stay busy. I work full time and do music, so that keeps me on my toes a lot. And then, you know, being in Nashville and having my family in Wisconsin and Michael's family in Boston and all over, you know, just travel all over, but staying busy as much as I can and find, finding every minute that I have available to put towards chasing this dream and, you know, keeping the eye on music. So, so we got to ask, how did you and Michael meet? Um, we met in Nashville. Um, it was Michael hit me with the old, we should write sometime. <laughs> and um, I know he was a musician at the time, so I didn't really know if he was good, what he was about. So I just said, oh, thanks. You know, and then he just asked if we should write sometime. We actually were together for like four hours, I think, and never finished a song. And we just <laughs> talked the whole time and then been together ever since. Well, he's a good guy. And Mike, who she is talking about, is uh, Michael Pace. He was a guest of ours a few months back in the early episodes. Early episodes. And Fallon and Michael are now an item out in Nashville. <laughs> yes. You guys just wrote a song together uh, not too long ago, a duo, right? Um, we actually didn't write that together. It was a cover that we did. They did um, a cover Eric of Church. Eric Church, Jesus yes. Said. And it's one of my favorites. We, we played it on our socials, and I have to tell you, you are absolutely phenomenal in it. Oh, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. Um, it's a song that we both loved, and, you know, we just kind of got the idea of, hey, you know, I don't think anybody's ever done this song as a duet before. And so we went in with our buddy Johnny, and uh, he helped us record it, and we were just so pleased with how it turned out. It was a lot of fun to be able to do that together. Were you in Nashville when you recorded it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Fallon, how did this whole music thing start for you? You know, it's kind of a crazy ride. Uh, music's always been a part of my life. Um, you know, I did musical theater in high school and did an acapella group in college, and music's always been there. but. It was never a thought to pursue it as a career or to really chase it as a dream until college. I was on the track to be a physician assistant. I wanted to go to PA school. I loved the healthcare field. I was an EMT um, a while back, and so just really loved that. Um, loved the healthcare side, and you know, through college, had a bunch of struggles. You know, academically and personally, emotionally, it was just really, really stressful, and the one thing that really got me through was music. I just love listening to music and the harmonies that would come together, and it just made me forget everything that I was going through in college, so I applied. I came to Nashville to visit uh, with one of my best friends in my junior year of college, and I was here on spring break, and I was like, I have to go. I have to move to Nashville. Finished out my senior year of college, applied to one PA program, didn't get in, and I was like, well, that's it. I'm moving to Nashville. So <laughs> moved down, and I think my parents thought it was a gap year, and I just have been here a little a little over five and a half years now. So Well, fantastic. Things happen uh, for a reason, and without you not getting into the school, you wouldn't be where you are today. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I love that I made this decision. I don't regret it at all. It has taught me so much about myself, about who I want to be, and it's just so fun to take that risk and really just go for it and, you know and just whatever happens but at least i can say that i've tried and that I, I went for it when i had the opportunity great first of all i want to thank you for your service as an emt 
and, and doing that kind of work, actually, it's very different, but the same as doing music. You are helping someone. When you're putting music out there, you're touching someone's nerve, touching their heart, bringing an, an emotion to them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's really ultimately what I want my music to do is I really want to reach people so that they know that they're not alone and they're not, you know, the only person who's been through these situations. And so they can hear a song and be like, wow, her too, or, you know, I, I thought I was alone, because I remember just listening to music and just thinking to myself, they said exactly what I'm feeling, and they sang exactly what I'm going through, and I just remember those emotions, and those songs helped me through so much, um, just throughout my life, that that is my hope, is that someone out there will hear my music, and it will be able to help them, help them through whatever they go through. Well, I'm, I'm sure it will, because I, I don't know, the first time I heard you sing, you know, uh, Mike has shared some songs here and there, and um, obviously the duet was something that really just blew us away. Your voice is one of the, I think, one of the hottest young voices coming out of Nashville right now. Uh, John and I have both listened and, and just been absolutely awestruck with what you're doing. So um, keep going. Keep doing what you're doing because it's, it's really a beautiful thing. Gosh, well, that that is wonderful. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. Um, that means a lot to me. I think in Nashville, it's so easy to start comparing yourselves and, you know, to one person to the next. So to hear you guys say that means a lot. So thank you so much. Down in Nashville, where are you playing out? When, when people want to see you, where are you in a writer's round or are you doing, uh, you know, the, the regular gigs along Broadway? Yeah, so um, I don't play on Broadway, but I usually play rounds. If I do, um, I'm starting to get back into them more now. For a while, I hadn't really played um, much kind of sparingly here and there, um, just because how busy we've been and COVID. And that took a while to kind of get back into the swing of things. But now, when I do play out and I do play rounds, it's going to be on Demumbrian Street, either Live Oak, Doghouse, or on West End, Commodore Grill. Oh, yeah. Um, those kind of places. Mm-hmm. Excellent. When you got down there, was there anyone that kind of took you under their wing and said, this is what to do and this is how to do it? You know, that's a great question. Um, I uh, I don't think so. There was two acquaintances that, you know, I met and they kind of just, you know, said, keep your nose to the grindstone, keep going. Um, sort of deal. And these are the places you can play. But I don't think I had a mentor that really took me by the hand and said, here's what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. This is what you need to get done in this order, in this process and kind of go. I think, I think any advice or any direction that I've gotten is honestly just from meeting other musicians and friends and people who run the rounds and just kind of saying, Hey, what are you doing? How is this how does this work? You know? And I think that's the hard part about music is there isn't that one direct path to get you from A to B. There's so many different directions you can take. Yeah. And do you miss that no one was there to help you along the way and that you kind of had to figure it out yourself? You know, I, I think, I, I think looking back, I do wish that I had somebody to kind of guide me. I think that would have helped in some areas, you know? Yeah. I think that would have been really great to have a mentor um, to kind of, show me the ropes and help me along in those 
situation. Okay, because yeah. the reason I ask is you're kind of yeah. a mentor to a young girl that's just starting out in the Nashville area, and you just wrote something with her, Ava Connell, and she was yes. one of our guests a few episodes ago, and a wonderful young lady, and she spoke very highly of you and appreciated that you took her by the hand and showed her where to go, what to do, and more importantly, what not to do. And really kind of started a mold of a good musician for the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I did I did listen to that episode that you guys did with her. She is wonderful. And I'm so excited to see where her Nashville journey goes because you know she's she's fresh, she's new, she's starting. And and so if I can if I can help her and I can help anybody else coming in as the new wave, as so to speak, um I I'm so happy to do that. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable, and it's very generous. Uh, you'll learn a lot of things along the road, obviously. Um, Mike's not going to be much help to you, I can guarantee you that. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing he was good for is to sweep you off your feet, right? Yeah. You know, I did learn a lot from him. When he, uh, when he and I met, he taught me a lot about the band performances. I was really yeah. lost on that. And he helped me with the emailing and the set, putting together a set and what to have and how much, you know, how long to play, how much to charge. I knew nothing. And, yeah. you know, Michael, when he first started that out, really helped me along, yeah. along with those areas for sure. Yeah. And that's a great point for our listeners who just think that they yeah. go to a restaurant, a venue and watch a musician. There's a lot behind the scenes that you have to do all of these uh, oh. intricate things. Yeah. And man, it is, it is tough. Um, I've spent hours emailing people, attaching my picture and almost a resume, if you will. And you can email them five times and they'll never get back to you. Or they'll say you're the wrong genre they want, or, um, you know, the budget isn't there and you can hardly afford to pay your band. And so you say like, can we travel all the way, you know, 12 hours to play for a certain amount? And it's just tough. It is so, so tough. It's very hard to learn where, where that budget thing goes, right? As, as you're starting out, you figure mm -hmm. out that venues have certain things and you, you got to make it make money. You can't lose money. And yeah. it, that's a tough road. It is. It, it is very tough. And that's something that I've, I've been learning to, um, to navigate and, um, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting and eye opening for sure um, for, you know, the friends and family that I talk to and even for myself, um, you know, in Nashville, people are all over the place. So for writers rounds, you know, we we play because we love it. We don't get paid. Um, we just go up there to sing, to sing and showcase our songs. You know, you really don't get paid unless you're on Broadway. Yeah. And you've been down there for a few years. Do you think that you have figured it out yet? No, gosh. No. <laughs> um, I wish I wish that I could say yes, but just when I think I've got a hold on it, something turns. I'm still right. trying to figure out TikTok. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to roll with the times, so to speak, because before 2020, you know, I kind of like to divide it before 2020 and after 2020 in Nashville. It was so different. I mean, I knew everybody who was booking the rounds. I was playing every week. Um I, I feel like I had such a great run. And then after 2020, it's this whole new navigation that I've really struggled to learn. So, you know, new people are booking the rounds. You've got rounds that have been there, rounds that have closed. Uh, the old places we used to play, Belcourt Taps is no longer there. Uh, some places, some really great places have closed down. And then a lot of the stuff 
um, is also social media with, you know, TikTok and Instagram and the videos that are coming out. And so all of it is just so hard to balance and to learn, to figure out what the right way or what it is. Yeah. Right, right. And on top of all of that, you have to be somewhat of a thick skinned person because you probably get told no, not because you're not good, but just because of the circumstances, you probably get told no 10 times for every one yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it's hard. It's really hard. Um, I think, you know, I can't speak for all uh, musicians out there, but I think we've all, well, me and, you know, a couple of people I know have always had that thought in the back of our mind of like, when do we stop? Should we stop? And how do you keep going after all these no's? Because it is so discouraging because you're right. You, you try and you put in so much time and effort and emotional attachment to chasing the dream. And it's just a constant carousel of, of no's. Now, mm -hmm. let me, Fallon, let me ask you, you're down there on ground zero of Nashville and you, you're, you're yeah. watching a lot of people perform. Is there any one performer out there that you're like, how has this person not made it to that next level that you've seen out there? Is there someone that you've seen and just know that they're killing it every night? Yeah, there are definitely people out there, um, you know, and it's almost nightly or every other night you can find somebody who you just look at them and you're like, how are you not on the radio yeah. headlining shows? Yeah. Um, yes, there's definitely people that I've seen from my time of being here um, to now where I still think that, you know, they deserve a, a brighter light than what they have right now. And it's, you know, you just keep rooting for them and just keep hoping that they can make it to the top. But yeah, it's hard sometimes to see. Absolutely. You know, Michael's one of our favorites, but I've, I've seen a couple of kids, you know, we've been down there a lot, John and I. Uh, Tyson Haynes is a kid that comes to my mind that I've seen and performed. What a performer, great stage presence, owns it, captivates it, and really entertains. Guys like that, you sit there and go, oh my God, he should have a hit. It's yep. so hard. Yeah, it really is. And I know my parents say that too when they come down and visit. And they're like, <laughs> they tell all of their friends, like, oh, like Broadway's great, but you got to go to Demumbry and you got to see, you know, the the artists who have their own music. Yeah. That is just amazing. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the strip itself down in Nashville, the people that play there are playing basically cover songs. So when you're trying to make it and get discovered for your own music you play outside of the the heart of nashville yes yeah exactly so um broadway is all covers you know they do acoustic and band and you can throw an original in there for sure if it's requested um or you know maybe they have like once every four hours slot you can play an original but really if you want to hear the original music that artists are writing it's everywhere but broadway yeah yeah <laughs> Mm -hmm. we, we, we've got a couple friends down there that have taken us to different spots and, and we're fortunate that we've been off the strip and in uh, yeah. a couple of areas and watch some absolutely phenomenal yeah. music. And actually, I think um, Whiskey Jam is starting now on Broadway. I'm not sure when that go live date is, but I believe that's their goal is to try to bring original music to Broadway. And so they're going to start. Um, doing that, I believe at Whiskey Row, mm -hmm. um, they're going to start doing that on some nights, which would be really cool. Yeah, it should be. It, I mean, that's the way it should be. It should be musicians playing their own songs and yeah. we, the public, getting to enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. So as a musician, who are your favorite inspirations? Like, who do you look up to as a musician? Aside from me. Yeah. 
<laughs> Darn, I was going to say that. <laughs> um, you know, I love that. I love that question. And I always struggle with it at the same time because I really feel like I pull from a little bit of everybody, but currently it would be Carly Pierce and Kelsey Ballerini. I love what they've been able to take with their heartbreak and to be able to share it with the world. I think what Kelsey is doing right now um, with what she went through, there's a lot of people out there that are really loving it and just really able to connect with it. And how she was able to take something so tragic and turn it to be able to share with the world is, is pretty cool. And Carly, Carly too, I think she's a phenomenal writer and performer as well. Right. Any, any of that type of music is interesting because she went through a, a heartache, but mm-hmm. other people are going through it also. And, you know, I'm sure that her music is really touching to them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, um, there's a couple other people that I look up to as well. Um, Brett Eldridge is a big one. I used to listen to him all the time, especially throughout college. Um, I just love that he's always stayed true to himself. He hasn't really released a lot of music lately, but back then he um, he had a lot of great music. Chris Young as well. So they were also guys I looked up to. But I love that heartbreak stuff, even though it's so sad, but I just, there's something about it that that I just love to write about and listen to. How long will Taylor Swift stay with Travis Kelsey once he gets injured? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking oh, of heartbreak. So, you know, I, when I saw the news that it might be happening, um, I got to admit, I was on the bandwagon a little bit for it. But um, yeah, I love all the memes and the pictures that are coming out from it. I just, I think it's too funny <laughs> those poor things can't get a break though they can't do anything without having the paparazzi around i mean that's oh, yeah. what they signed up for in the beginning but that's the price of you fame. know be yeah. careful what you wish for how would you handle being in that kind of light that you can't even go into the bathroom without people following you in there it's crazy yeah and you know i don't know i i don't know how i would handle it and part of me wonders if you know, maybe I'm still where I'm at right now and maybe not as far along as I'd want to be so that, you know, God can kind of say, hey, you need to learn a little bit more of this first or you need to be prepared more before we go there. Because I think once you once you go to that level of fame, you really can't go back. And I think it's so risky almost, you know, and touch, touchy because you you really never get that privacy again. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I would get a wig and a ball cap <laughs> and some sunglasses or maybe dye my hair, get some extensions, but that could be fun to kind of change it up a bit. But it's, it's funny. I'd probably go with the wig. Yeah. I, I, I think I could be like Lee Bryce, Kip Moore famous, but I don't think I'd want to be, you know, Taylor Swift famous. That That's just too much. Kenny yeah. Chesney famous. You are, Mark. In your own mind. (laughs) You could handle it. I know it. (laughs) So with that being said, where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? What is your ultimate goal? And what would you like to look back on and and say, this is me and this is what I've created? Ooh, you know, I really would love to have a, a cut on the radio. I would love for another artist to sing one of my songs. Um, and that would be a good five-year goal, just to have somebody who loved my song enough that they wanted to record it themselves so that more people could hear it. But I would like to open for somebody, too. I think that would be you know, cool. You, you brought that up, and it, it's an interesting dichotomy. You're a performer and yeah. a songwriter. And the yeah. first thing you went to, I want my songs to be heard, played by someone else. 
Is, yep. is that really, at heart, you are a songwriter first and a performer second? Um, right? Or do you do you make that I, distinction? I just love music so much that I, I want to be involved where I can. And I always say, like, no matter which comes first, I would be happy. I think that I lead with the songwriting because um, I just, I love that part. I also love singing, but I just wonder if maybe getting a song cut might be more attainable, maybe, than than opening for some, I, I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> I right, think so, I'm both, but it kind of flip-flops. <laughs> all right, so we're talking a lot about music and we want to hear some of your music. So yeah. what song would you like to be cut by someone else? And we're going to play it for our listeners of Musicians and Beyond. Oh gosh. Um, that's a tough one. Um, but I probably, I would go with lie or, um, called it love. I think, both of them are songs that I've written by myself, and I just think a lot of people could resonate with it. I think, you know, they could be like a, a ballad sort of thing, maybe by R Reba or somebody um, who's just looking for that ballad vibe. But I would probably be Lie That's Coming Out on Friday or Called It Love. Awesome. Let's listen to Fallon Schultz. This is a Lie. You say you need to go find yourself But I know that's just not true I bet there's someone new out there You've been going home to And like always I can see the truth in your eyes But I don't think I wanna hear this truth tonight So lie Go on and tell your best one Make me believe that what we had Wasn't only just another one of your lies Cause I don't wanna hear this truth That you're over me and over us All we've ever been through So if this is you telling me you don't want me Rolling off your tongue You say you've lost feeling And that I should find someone faithful I guess I didn't realize the times you lied I should have been more grateful So lie Go on and tell your best one Make me believe that what we had Wasn't only just a one of your lies Cause I don't wanna hear this truth That you're over me and over us All we've ever been through So if this is you telling me You don't want me anymore Baby, please lie Just stop talking Times I begged for the truth 
All right, that was Lie with Fallon Schultz. Fallon, thank you so much. Uh, tell us about that song, how you wrote that, and what the inspiration was behind it. Yeah, um, gosh, so that's I actually call Lie my baby song because it's one of the first songs that I wrote when I moved to Nashville. And I've kind of kept it in my pocket for the right time to be released because anytime I play it out, people just love that song. And so I've been waiting, you know, till I have a bigger platform, a bigger following, just so that when I do release it, more people would be able to hear it. But essentially the song, I wrote it um, a long time ago. I was in a relationship with a guy who unfortunately didn't feel that he could tell me the truth. And so it was lie after lie after lie after lie. And it hurt so bad. And it hurt so bad that one day he, he came and laid everything out on the table, told me the truth from top to bottom and just laid it all out. And it hurt so bad in that moment that I wanted him to tell me he was lying, but it turns out he wasn't. And so um, that's really where the song came from is just getting the news that you don't want to hear and just hoping for that one moment that it actually is a lie. Now, Fallon, you mentioned the songwriting. Uh, you do it on your own. Do you prefer to write alone or do you like to collaborate? And what's your writing process like? Where, where do the inspirations come from and is it when you're at three o'clock in the morning or are you do you set a schedule and work off of that yeah that's a great question um this song idea of is kind of, yeah <laughs> um the song ideas come completely at random sometimes they can come in the middle of the night uh most of the time they can come they can come when they're uh when i'm driving uh, they can come at home when I'm watching a TV show or just listening to someone else um, talk. You know, it, it really can come from wherever. I like to write solo a lot, but I'm trying to branch out more into co-writes because I realize that in order to grow as a songwriter, I, I need to do that because I have a tendency to stay in the slow, sad mid-tempo sort of vibe and i really want to try to get more upbeat anthem songs um but i do enjoy writing by myself a lot i think it's something it's a it's a good stress reliever for me and it's just something that i can dive into and just put the words together and see how it comes with the melody which i really like but as far as the process i really have no set process like verse first or chorus first or anything i just kind of write and whatever happens happens so you work and you do music what other mm. things do you do that you like like to do? Do you have any other hobbies or anything like that? Ooh, 
Um, Martha, gosh. I got an ooh. You yeah. didn't. You didn't get the U. I got the U. Yeah. Thank you for the U. Um, it was a ooh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I might sound kind of lame because I don't know if I do. I think a lot of time when, I, when I'm when i not working and I'm not doing music and I'm not traveling either for a wedding or, you know, a birthday event or out of town, I really just like to be home, catch up on a good show, light a candle, have a cup of coffee. But if I have a couple days in a row where I've got nothing to do, um, gosh, I don't know. I like house projects, which sounds kind of lame, but no, it's <laughs> not. That's, it it, it obviously more. works for you. And, and you know what? It's part yeah. of life, right? I mean, you gotta, yeah. you've got to live your life and those things come along no matter what. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I definitely need to take some more time for myself. <laughs> so let me ask you, what do you have coming up next? What's on uh, in store for Fallon Schultz, and what do you? Um, what's the next step for you? Yeah, well, uh, we've got a new single coming out on Friday, which is why I'm super excited for that to come out and for the world to hear that. And then I think starting in November, we're going to start recording an acoustic EP which I'm super excited about. I've got a lot of songs and again, just want the world to hear them. So um, don't really want to get them like totally produced, but just keep it stripped and just release it to the world. Give it, give us a little background on who you're working with, uh, your producers or, or who's in the studio with you, musicians otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. So Lie was recorded by Andrew King with Five King Studios. And then the acoustic EP, I'm looking to record that with our buddy, Jake Garner. Um, he currently plays with Riley Green, um, but is also dipping into the producing side of music as well. And so um, he's a good buddy of mine and Michael's and helped Michael produce a couple of his songs. And so I'm looking forward to going into the studio with him. Excellent. That's great. Michael's got a bunch of really, really good songs. Fender Bender came out. Absolutely phenomenal song. Yeah. Great duality to that. And um, But we really, really believe that, you know, as, as good as Michael is, we really think the star of the family is right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You know, hopefully I've always dreamed that, you know. We and I'm not do, flirting. We... I just want to make that clear. I'm not yeah. flirting. <laughs> My, Michael's younger and much bigger than I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, always kind of dreamed that we would be the Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. So ah, hopefully, you know, that's on the. That's on the horizon, but um, I appreciate that so much, guys. John and I have been thinking of ourselves in that same manner. Oh, God. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I'm feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. So hopefully someday you'll bring home one of those. Someday. That would be so nice to have it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you're working hard out there and you're getting your music out there and you got a great guy. You know, when Michael came down and we did the episode down in your friend's barn there, Dustin Whitney's barn in Hingham. It was yeah. a great time to have him in. We had way too much fun. It wasn't even about the music. It was about the whiskey. It was about the beer. Yeah. And it was about a new friendship, you know? Yeah, it was. Uh, and, you know, th there's a lot of good things that came out of that. And obviously meeting Fallon is, is one of them. Um, you know, but getting introduced to his songwriting and his his music has been great. He's uh, He's been out there running hard. Obviously, that duo, I think, is absolutely phenomenal. I, I think... Both of you performed so well on that, and I and I think a lot of people should be taking note of what you guys are doing down there. And um, aside from that, if you had to tell one young musician today, or any mu young musician coming up, the best advice you could give them right now, what would it be? 
Oh, I would say stay true to yourself. Um, there's a lot of, you know, when you come to Nashville, you feel like you have to be a certain way, sound a certain way, write a certain way, dress a certain way. Um, and it's really hard to try to not fall into that. But yeah. I really think staying true to yourself is most important in how the world will see, you know, what you have to offer in the best way. That's beautiful. So you are a musician, your boyfriend's a musician. Do you guys work a lot together or do you try to keep it separate? <laughs> um, it's funny because we have never written a song together. Um, still to this day, we've been together three and a half years, still have never written a song. We try when we're able to, to play together. We'll play some acoustic shows. You know, I just had a couple band shows uh, come up and Michael was able to jump in and play acoustic for me and with me. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I think if we were able to, we'd be able to do music together more. But right now we have it separate um, just because he, my availability and his availability is kind of on different pages with what we're both doing. A couple of times you've mentioned, you know, working in the studio and stripping a song down. Do you prefer yeah. acoustic or do you prefer the big production behind it? I prefer the acoustic. Um, I think there's something that's so sentimental about simplicity in a song. And usually the more stripped down they are, the more heartfelt they are. And I just, I just love that rainy day, cold, sad song vibe. <laughs> I just can't seem to get away from it. All right. I like that. Fallon, where you've gotten today is because of all the decisions that, you know, you've made and you've learned. You've gotten doors closed in your face and doors opened and whatever. What has happened in the past that was the biggest influence to change your path to towards you being successful? Ooh, um, gosh, that that's a good question. Um I don't know. There's, there's been a lot. That's a toughie. That that's I, I, that's okay. No, there's, so there's been a I lot of things. Just yeah, that's a good question. Basically everything that good and bad that's happened to you along the way has molded you to who you are today. Yes, exactly. Now, mm -hmm. with, with Actually, Mark, that's a good song. Who you are today by Michael Pace <laughs> and Fallon Schultz. And the whole story behind where you yes. came from. So let me ask you this, Fallon. Yeah. Anyone in your family, where did the musical roots come from? Is it in the DNA? Is there anyone else in the family that um, brings it forward? You know, I don't think so. Um, my mom used to play the flute and my dad played the trombone. Um, but other than that, nobody really sang. My sister sang when she was younger. It sounds like um, you're a product of band camp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um yeah, they both did that in high school. And then um, my sister and my dad went, grew up to be chiropractors. And my dad would sing around the house. And that was kind of that was kind of it. I think music just kind of found me on its own. Very well, interesting. If you weren't doing music, what would you be doing? I would probably be in the healthcare field. I do miss it. I do love being around um being around the hospital, being around around healthcare for sure. Wow. Um, so you, you, your rounds that you're doing down there, um, anyone in particular that's that's putting them up there right now that you, you're really having a lot of fun being out there, uh, you know, acoustically in a set and going around with? Yeah. Um, give, give some plugs to the people in Nashville making it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Commodore Grill is really fun to play at. It's kind of an OG place where I started, and that's always fun to play with bunch of friends around town. Um, 
you know, Jesse Crofty, I'll be playing there with him on Saturday, Justin Love, um, Brina Kay, a couple play- people that I just played with last weekend. And they're a lot of fun to play out with. Everybody's got their own style, um, their own way of strumming the guitar, their own way of singing, harmonizing, all of that. And then Live Oak is always fun to play at. I always really, um, really want to play there. I feel like some of the bigger names that you can see will be there. And so I'm actually playing there tonight, which I'm super excited about um, with a round called Rebranded. So I don't really know anybody that's in the round with me, but really excited to get out there and meet new people. That's awesome. Good feeling. That's how you're making things happen. Yeah, we're trying. (laughs) So Fallon, let's talk about another song that you wrote. What was your second favorite song that you've written that would like to play for our listeners? Yeah. Um, so probably my second favorite song that I've written is would probably be Home in Mind. I actually did write that about Michael. And that's not out yet on Spotify, but it is on YouTube. And so I'm hoping that that would be able to be on the acoustic EP that we record coming up soon. Cool. Okay. Do you think that's worthy of us playing it for our listeners? I think so. All right. Let's play it. There are roads And there are ways That haven't been touched Before being Can't hold. 
hold on to But there's a one No matter how much running you do So let my arms be what you need To hold you up Let my touch be the reassurance You are enough let my comfort be the thing you crave When sturdy ground starts to cave Let my love take you from lost to fail And when you're out on the road and missing Things you leave behind Yeah, I wanna be Yeah, I wanna be the home you had in mind Alrighty, Fallon Schultz. Fallon, how do people find where you're going to be? Yeah, all the things. Uh, I am on Facebook at Fallon Schultz Music, Instagram at Fallon Schultz underscore. Um, yeah, and TikTok too. So. Yeah, and you can download your music. You are everywhere. You're on Spotify, Apple, everywhere. So. All the things. I love all this, it. All the stuff. Before we move too far off that song we just heard, I have to ask, you said you wrote it about Michael. Give me some background on what, what about Michael brought that song about? So it's really funny because I wrote it before we started dating, which is, yeah. And um, I think with knowing he was a musician, um, I just knew that he was going to be on the road all the time, you know, always kind of everywhere, just doing his thing, chasing his dream. And I always wanted to be that home that he comes back to. And it sounds a little weird because I wrote it before we started dating, but <laughs> we've been together three and a half years now, so it's fine. <laughs> but he likes the song too. And so just wrote about being that home that somebody misses when they're out on the road. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is a tough life. When you make it, you have to be a special person to leave home, leave your loved ones, leave your children, leave your parents, whoever, and go out to where you don't know people and, you know, try to feel comfortable and, and make a dent where you are. Yeah, it, it is. And it does get hard. And, you know, I think what Michael and I have, which is so great, is that we're both in the industry. So we can understand that, you know, when he's on the road on the weekend or I'm on the road on the weekend, we both get it. We both understand and we get um, why we have to do what we do. And, you know, family is really supportive from both sides. They encourage us. And although we miss more birthday parties than we'd hoped, um, they're all cheering us on. Um, and thank goodness for FaceTime. <laughs> when are you going to be traveling up to uh, Michael's hometown and get up to the New England area, spend some time with us out on the road around Boston? We'd love to get you up here and have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll be up there in December uh, for Christmas. Well, I know we'll be up there in December for Christmas. Uh, so be up there pretty soon. All right. Well, we would be looking forward to seeing yeah. you and Michael. We might just yeah. have to decorate the barn Christmassy and have them do some songs uh, and have you over to hang them in Dustin's yeah. barn and, and pick it up from where we left off with oh, Michael. Oh, boy, that was getting ugly. <laughs> that was getting ugly. I can't hang with you, big boys. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Fallon, this has been fantastic. Mark, before we close up the show, do you have anything else you want to no, ask you know, Ms. Schultz? You, you, I'm just so happy that, you know, the friendships that we've made during the show are expanding and that, that circle that we're, we're able to talk with and meet, and it, it's getting better. And now we'd like to think that when Fallon came in, uh, we got a new friend here in you, yeah. and um, we look forward to continuing that and uh, seeing more from you because we really, really, really think, and I've said it a number of times, I tell people, you got to hear this girl's voice. So. Thank you. And I, I've so heard much. him say it. I've heard him say it. Okay. All right, Mark. Well, so like you said, absolutely a new friend. We want to thank her for being our friend. And, and so as John tries to wrap this up, I'm going to say anything else you want to add? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to meet with me and talk with me tonight. Um, it's been it's been so wonderful getting to talk with you guys and just be able to be on the podcast. I know it's been a long time coming, so I'm glad we were able to make it work. Now, let me ask you this. Where's home again? Kenosha, Wisconsin. Kenosha, Wisconsin. So, you know, it's going to be a long time, I think, before our teams both really celebrate the way they used to. But <laughs> I just want to bring this out and say, you know, we have some a way to go on our end. You yeah. guys you guys seem to be doing pretty good out there, but uh, we, get, we get a long road to get back to where we were. Yeah. <laughs> so, once again, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Musicians and Beyond with Lahorn and Serbian, and we were talking with Miss Fallon Schultz, and she's down in Nashville, Tennessee right now, and she's doing a great job, and we want to thank her once again for coming on with us. Yes, thank you, Fallon, and we hope you enjoyed the music. We hope you download all her songs, and we hope you follow on all her socials. Absolutely. I can't wait to see her uh, journey, Mark. She's awesome. Thank, thank you guys you, so Fallon. much again.